Hello world and welcome to Podcast in A Minor, where I bring you the weird little songs I write and then give you the stories behind them. Weird stories, creepy stories, funny stories, whatever the world gives us in all its glorious mystery. And now for today's opening song. Welcome to Podcast in A Minor. I'm Amy Zollers, a poet and an artist, and I'm in one of my moods. You just heard Old Croak on the Roland Electric Piano. Trigger warning, this episode contains an array of songs about alcoholic beverages. Please consider this fact as you decide what to do next. So look, I've never been what you'd call a party girl. My fear of vomit has slowed me down in the drinking scene all along the way. Oh, sidebar, I don't know when the Dare to Keep Kids Off Drugs program hit the elementary schools in America, but it was after my time. I don't even know if our drug awareness films had a clever name, but I can describe them to you. Sixth grade? I want to say Friday afternoons. We watched a series of short films hosted by a tough-sounding city kid type narrator obscured by shadow. He always told of a friend who tried this or that substance, alcohol, cigarettes, and the whole roll call of threatening drugs, and every blessed time he testified, man, he thought he was gonna puke. My phobia had clicked into place somewhere around age four, so by the age of 11, say no more, tough kid from the big city, I had the luxury, myself, of not living in a high-pressure drug-pushing area, and I was in the right place at the right time to avoid it all, so I did. But back to alcohol. I vividly recall the moment I learned that too much of it could make you vomit. I was watching a movie called Class on HBO with my dad, in which Andrew McCarthy, trigger warning, did a loud wretch in a car full of youths and vomited. It was dark inside the car, and I have to admit I couldn't really see anything horrible, But I went ahead and became horrified anyway. I was about nine or ten years old. Why did he throw up? I demanded to know. A moment before, I had lived with the childish certainty that throwing up in the car was behavior confined to children only, and more specifically to my sister. And as long as I rode in a car with anyone else in the world, I would be perfectly safe. Well, there went that theory, right down the pipes. My dad explained something like, he drank too much beer. So there was some new insight. But please do not overlook the seriousness of the situation. Andrew McCarthy rattled me with that deed, probably around 1984, a year after the movie was released. How then was I to deal with him in Pretty in Pink two years later? 
No self-respecting 11-year-old girl in the summer of 1986 is going to bypass seeing Pretty in Pink five times in theaters just because of one erratic scene in some old movie. So having recognized McCarthy immediately, I simply rooted for Ducky, John Cryer. And I think that scene in class might have jumbled my understanding of Pretty in Pink, how Blaine, McCarthy, really dug Andy, Molly Ringwald, wrong side of the tracks and all, and didn't care what his own rich, snotty friends thought about it. And it was Andy who didn't trust him to be able to make that leap. But I certainly couldn't trust him not to vomit in a car, so... Blaine, I owe you an apology. All of these years later, this is me letting go. It was recently suggested that I should write a song called I'm So Sorry, parentheses, Andrew McCarthy, and I shall consider it. Anyway, that neurosis goes deep. Look, I'm trying to stop talking about it. The phobia, I mean. I don't know that talking about it helps at all. It didn't make me substitute teacher of the year, that's for sure. Although, I might reframe the whole thing in my mind and consider myself a damn hero for sticking around five more days after that kid threw up in a trash can on day three. Do you know that my sister has been a teacher for like 25 years, and that has only happened to her a total of once or twice? Day three for me, after which all children were, to my shattered mind, vomiting machines, but temporarily dormant. I couldn't see it any other way. And on day eight, when that seventh grader stood over a trash can in the school library where I was subbing, later revealing that he had merely snorted some Mountain Dew into his nose on accident, I let my heart palpitations be my guide and retired. Okay, I've gotten off track a little. Now back to alcoholic beverages. Well, it turns out that I have at least a handful of songs about booze. Point is, thanks to that tough kid, I wasn't a big drinker, except during that one sad season. Uh, let me now quote my musical collaborator friend, Sean. I only write good songs when I ache which I think would make a good line in a song, by the way. And while drinking a lot for me probably didn't look like drinking a lot for some other people, it did become something I leaned on and became a little twisted about. I know I've revealed in a poetry live stream before that one late summer, about 12 years ago, I would cunningly start regular arguments with my husband right before bed so that I had an excuse to sleep outside on these great deck chairs he'd built with a friend of his and drink some really strong Kirschwasser, cherry brandy, to kill my pain and make me a damn fine poet until morning when I reread my silly verses. I was overwhelmed by my own infertility and that my mother, who had dementia, had forgotten my name. And I'll never stop dipping Oreos and Brenda, my mother forgot my name. Wait, okay. Here, let me insert a quote from my son, which I find hilarious. It was just the other day, in the quiet of the living room, he suddenly up and announced, wait, wait, I have to check and make sure that the name of the Walmart knockoffs for Oreos is still Twist and Shout. And it is Twist and Shout sandwich cookies, which I have always found hilarious. Okay, and let me say on this too, on a cheerier note, my infertility was secondary, meaning I was able to have one child of that genius with a Twist and Shouts, 
With no heroic measures, and this six years after having surgery to remove large tumors from my ovaries, that surgery left me with half of one ovary and no need for chemotherapy or radiation or hysterectomy, all three of which were given to me as possibilities before I went into that surgery at the age of 24. So cheery because I got to have one fabulous child who is an artist and a natural all-around surrealist being firmly of his generation. He is a joy. And also cheery because that surgery took place just about this time 24 years ago. I am now twice as old as I was when I rolled into surgery. I have now lived a whole bonus lifetime. Fabulous. That is why I love the magnificent gray in my hair. But true, I was unable to be a good sport about that sad stuff at the time. I knew I needed to do better, and I also knew I was doing the best I could. That's when I wrote Old Croak, about mixing Old Crow low-priced bourbon with store-brand cola and such, and another jaunty little number called Lousy Wife, which I present to you here. Whiskey teeth feel bendy On a Thursday morning Demon poets rising gloating Curse on the psychophone Letting lyrics surface Drawn as to a poultice If you didn't lure them whiskey I'd leave you alone That's a toe tapper, written amid aching, existential blip blap, damn it. Let us peek for a nice change at some quotes from the illustrious about drink. From the poets, ale man ails the stuff to drink for fellows whom it hurts to think. A.E. Houseman. He was an English lyric poet who lived 1859 to 1936, writer of the Lad collection of poetry. You know, during college, my roommate and I had posted a poem of A.E. Houseman's, When I Was One and Twenty, on our door because we were both 21 years old. The man who always announced himself houseman before cleaning the communal bathroom read it one day and loved it and asked me if I'd written it. No, I said, it was A.E. Hausman, and stopped just short of making the joke. No, you wrote it. See? Hausman. I wasn't sure it was a good joke. I still don't know. But he was, he was a delight. And from Edgar Allan Poe. What care I how time advances? I am drinking ale today. From Edna St. Vincent Millay. This river that is the taker away of pain and the giver back of beauty. Ralph Waldo Emerson. Give me wine to wash me clean of the weather stains of cares. 
Carl Sandburg said, Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. If the women don't get you, then the whiskey must. Which is really great coming from Carl Sandburg. He's a very varied poet. And at last, a word from Charles Baudelaire, translated from the French Be Drunk by Charles Baudelaire, who lived 1821 to 1867. You have to be always drunk. That's all there is to it. It's the only way. So as not to feel the horrible burden of time that breaks your back and bends you to the earth, you have to be continually drunk. But on what? Wine, poetry, or virtue, as you wish. But be drunk. And if sometimes, on the steps of a palace, or the green grass of a ditch, in the mournful solitude of your room, you wake again, drunkenness already diminishing or gone, ask the wind, the wave, the star, the bird, the clock, everything that is flying, everything that is groaning, everything that is rolling, everything that is singing, everything that is speaking. Ask what time it is, and wind, wave, star, bird, clock will answer you, it is time to be drunk. So as not to be the martyred slaves of time, be drunk, be continually drunk on wine, on poetry, or on virtue, as you wish. See, not pushing you into wine drunkenness at all, on poetry, or on virtue, as you wish. I've scaled back on the booze over the years. It tends to steal my sleep, which is sometimes fine if you're in an arty mood, but not for good functioning and health. And except for whiskey, we get along fine, but I try not to impose on that. Keep it down to just a little. And here's a little po poetry from interestingliterature.com. From Amy Lowell, the title is Vintage. It's an excerpt. I will mix me a drink of stars, large stars with polychrome needles, small stars jetting maroon and crimson, cool white green stars. I will tear them out of the sky and squeeze them over an old silver cup, and I will pour the cold scorn of my beloved into it so that my drink shall be bubbled with ice. Whew. Wherein Ms. Lowell is drunk on nature. She was an American poet, born 1874, oh no, 100 years before me, and died 1925. Let us not overthink that. She was an imagist stepping in when Ezra Pound tired of the scene and Lowell was given to haiku. Very nature focused. She was voluptuous, Rubenesque, if you will, so that Ezra Pound once referred to her as the hippo poetess, for which I hate him, but also for other reasons I love him and poetry is damned complicated sometimes. Here is The Absinthe Drinker from Arthur Simons, a British poet, 1865. To 1945. Gently I wave the visible world away. Far off I hear a roar, afar yet near. Far off and strange, a voice is in my ear. And is the voice my own? The words I say fall strangely, like a dream across the day. And the dim sunshine is a dream. How clear, new as the world to lovers' eyes, appear the men and women passing on their way. The world is very fair, the hours are all linked in a dance of mere forgetfulness. I am at peace with God and man. O oh, glide, sands of the hourglass that I count not. Fall serenely, scarce I feel your soft caress, rocked on this dreamy and indifferent tide. Well, hello again, Absinthe. We talked about you last time. Well, that's that. Now let's end with another song or two. First, Cloudy Lemon Drop written for the love of the cocktail, the Whiskey Sour, back during the 100 Days of Songwriting last year, 
as well as amid my pottery anguish, if you recall. After that, the harp version of Old Croak, recorded two years ago in the 100-day project, hashtag purple harp blue lipstick. It is a duet with the cat. He loves to join in when the harp is going. This one is up on my Instagram, at hypnus underscore and underscore outrage, and at podcast dot in dot a dot minor, because you really should see it. Thank you for joining me. Drink responsibly. Don't be afraid to get drunk on poetry and life. AmyZollersArt.com. Yes, it's still in a holding pattern, but has easy links to my email and the rest. There'll be a link to my own poetry in the show notes. See you next time. It's my rule in the plan. I'm a 